You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, welcome to Declaration Sunday. It's with great joy and anticipation that we come around the Declaration for, for 2024 over what we believe God wants to speak to our hearts about. And uh, I truly believe that God is a bringer of the immeasurably more. We, we heard that all through January and we heard testimonies of it of last week as well. And his word says that he is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine in our wildest dreams. And he does it by his spirit working deeply and gently within us. Amen. That's how he brings it to pass. And in Job 22 verse 28, we catch this glimpse of Job being asked to incline his ear, incline his heart to the Lord, to refocus his intentions to the instruction and ways of the Lord. Uh, The promise of this scripture is that anyone who hears God's ways and his instructions and stores them in their hearts, that they'll be able to declare God's will and God's purpose, and he will, God will, establish it. It says this, you will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you, so light will shine on your ways. Who wants light to shine on their ways? Whose light do we want to shine on our ways? We want God's light to shine on our ways, amen. So this year, with intentionality, we are freshly turning our focus, our attention to God's ways, his purposes and his plans. This year, we are storing in our hearts the ways of Jesus. Amen. I want to encourage you. We are storing in our hearts the ways of Jesus this year, his purposes. And we're going to declare them over ourselves. We're going to declare them over our church. But we're also going to activate them. It's one thing to store it in our hearts. But God's called us to activate the ways of Jesus also. We're going to activate them with passion and the assurance that he will establish his ways as we activate them. You know, for many years, our church and many churches over the globe have echoed this scripture that I'm about to read out in in a moment. Many that have gone before us for for generations and generations, over 2,000 years, have responded to this invitation to to join Jesus in making disciples and baptizing people and teaching disciples to obey the ways that Jesus gave us. This is Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And I, I think that this is, this is the goal, amen. This is the goal that Jesus asks us to join him in, in this. I think sometimes for those of us who have been in church for a while, we're like, that's awesome, but how do I even do that? How do, I, how, do, how do I become a disciple to, to do that? Because I want to do it because Jesus asked me to join him in it. But I need to understand his ways more so that I can activate his ways so I can, so I can do that. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. And one of the things that we'll be seeking to do this year is seeking to a, a, a lim, eliminate am, ambiguity and vagueness of what it means to be a disciple. 
It, we, we hear about being a Christian. We hear about being a follower of Jesus. We talk about being a disciple. And it's like, what does that mean exactly? We're, we're going to seek to eliminate some misunderstandings around that through the Bible. But we're going to be doing this by expanding our understanding through the teaching of the ways of Jesus and giving us each of us the opportunity to activate those ways. How are we going to do that? We're going to do it in the safety of the local church. Amen. The safety of the local church. And uh, we're going to, how, how are we going to do that? Also, we're going to help keep each other accountable. Who loves being held accountable? Well, together, <laughs> together, we're going to lovingly keep each other accountable. Not with a, you're doing the wrong thing. It's like, hey, this is who God's called us to be. This, this is the ways. Who likes that type of accountability? Yeah, I like that type. Well, if you haven't worked it out already, our declaration over 2024 is disciples. And there should be a slide up on, on, the, on the screen behind me. And in context, we talk about disciples. It's disciples who are following the ways of Jesus. It's really easy to call yourself Christian. Like, in fact, the census comes around every, is it four years? It's like the Olympics, right? Um, and, like, you get the opportunity. It's like, tick the box. Cr- Christian, it's that. It. You can just tick a box and make yourself officially Christian to the government. It's official. You tick the box. But who knows? It's more than ticking a box. There, when we talk about disciples who follow the ways of Jesus, this is not about box ticking. This is about heart transformation, formation in the image of Jesus. And we're, we're going to get to our declaration of Scripture shortly, but I just want that to an, anticipate and marinate just a little bit for all of us as, as, as we get there. But we're going to unpack some understanding of why it's so important for us as followers of Jesus to understanding what it is to be a disciple. Now, maybe you've been in church a long time. You haven't heard anyone ever talk about what it is to be a disciple or discipleship. Well, this year, that changes for you, amen. That changes for us this year. You know, in John 8, verse 31, some of you will be familiar with this scripture, but this is Jesus communicating uh, to those who not only listened to him, but those who believed in him. And this is what he said to those who believed in him. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. This is why I focus so much on ticking the box. It's not about ticking boxes. It's about faithfulness to the teachings of Jesus. It's about activating the ways of Jesus. You are truly my disciples if if we remain faithful to the teachings of Jesus Christ. See, this beautiful encouragement, This is Jesus speaking. These are are like red words in the Bible again. This beautiful encouragement to those who believed him. You're truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Now, who who knows? It's it's easy to believe in him. I think it's easy to believe in Jesus. It's, It's easy to attend a church service. It's easy to hear someone talk about him. It's easy to attend church sometimes. It's easy to to sing about him. It's easy to celebrate him at Easter and at Christmas. 
The challenge to each of us who are listening and hearing this word today is, and he's saying the same thing to us today as he said 2,000, over 2,000 years ago to those who believe him. You're truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. That's not quite as easy. If anyone ever told you that being a Christian, being a disciple was going to be like super easy, Let's go back and beat him up right now. <laughs> it's not a teaching of Jesus. Um, it's, not, it's, not e- it's not easy. It's not easy to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus. My wife's looking at me going, what are you doing? It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, perhaps you're hearing this for the first time today. You know, you, Your thoughts go to, I'm not sure what his ways are. I'm not sure what his teachings are. Well, don't get down on yourself because this year we're going to consistently teach the ways of Jesus in a way that helps us to hear them, store them in our hearts, and then activate them. Why do we want to do that? Because we want to remain faithful to his teachings. In John Uh, 12.26, we catch this, another glimpse of Jesus speaking to us and endearing us and inspiring us to to be all in with him. That's what it says in John 12.26. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant will also be. My father will honor the one who serves me. In another version, it says like this, whoever serves me must follow me. My servants must be with me everywhere I am. My Father will give honor to anyone who serves me. See, this call to to anyone, anyone who sees themselves as someone who serves Jesus, as loves Jesus, the first and most important call is this, that they must follow him. They must follow Jesus. This is about following his heart. This is about following his ways. This is about following his temperament. If someone is a follower of someone, what does that mean? It, it means to be in proximity, in closeness. And I've I, I got I to say, just as I, I break into my sermon for a moment this morning, that word follower, following someone, it has been undermined in this this age that we live in right now, you follow someone just as you like, oh, I'm, fo- I'm following you now. Then that's, that's got nothing to do with proximity. That's observing from a distance. In the past, we used to call that stalking. <laughs> no, no, if we're a follower, we're in close proximity. Don't let the words and meanings of this age interrupt what the words of the word of God mean. Amen. See, you, you, can, you can see someone from a distance, you can observe someone from a distance, but you don't pick up on the verbal cues. You don't pick up on the body language. You don't pick up on the temperament. You don't pick up on the, the gracefulness that they carry themselves with. You, you, if you're observing someone from a distance, you can't hear. You might be able to see, kind of, but you don't get the... The close proximity understanding. See, 
when we're close, when we're observing in close proximity, we get the, the unique intricacies that go on in that close proximity. They're only found in close proximity. Now, perhaps you, you follow someone on a, on a social media platform. You're, you're close, but you're only close enough to see what you're being shown. But when you're close to someone in actual proximity, you get to see it all. All the good bits, all the bad bits. But when we're close to Jesus in close proximity, he just opens his heart and shares all of his heart with us. See, when we observe someone on a social media platform, it's in third person. It's not actual, it's, it's third person that we're observing in. Perhaps your understanding of Jesus has been through a third person. Perhaps your example of Jesus has been through a third person. But this year it can be different. God doesn't want you to observe your faith, your Christianity, your discipleship through a parent, through a loved one, through a podcast. He wants you to observe your discipleship through the teachings and the view of, of Jesus alone. It can be different for you. Your faith, your following in Jesus can be first hand, first person. Your revelation of his ways is going to be personal. And God willing, I pray for you personally this year, whether you're in the room today, you're watching online or listening or watching at a later date. God willing, that your proximity will be closer to Jesus than ever has been before. Personal. See, it's only when we're in close proximity that we catch this glimpse of the heart, the inner workings and the nature of Jesus. It's about being people who are found where he is, where he is. You know, that that scripture, I think, let's just read it one more time. Whoever serves me must follow me. My servants must be be with me everywhere I am. It's about closeness closeness amen now as i was pondering this scripture i I posed the thought to myself this is just me in an internal dialogue speaking to myself and i posed the thoughts if i'm not found where he is then where am i like where am i if i'm not close to him if i'm not in close proximity where where am i in that moment or that period of time If I'm not found in close proximity to him, what am I in close proximity to? What's taking my attention? What substitute has found its way into my focus? What am I hearing at this moment in time if I'm not found where he is? I I don't know about you, but I want to be close to the one that I follow. I want to be close to the one that I follow. Where he is, I want to be. Where he is, is where I am. Can, can you speak that over yourself this year? So I, I want to be where he is. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be in third person. This is firsthand. I'm in the moment with Jesus, learning his ways and activating his ways. So the, the last part of this scripture, and this is Jesus' words to all of us today, is that God the Father will honor anyone who serves Jesus. It's not why we serve him, but it's a promise to you 
from him, that if you serve him, if you're where he is, God the Father will honor you. How, how amazing is that? Ponder it for a moment. God the Father in heaven, as you serve him and found close to him, he will honor you because you're putting yourself in close proximity and serving Jesus. So as we embark on this declaration of disciples in 2024, this, this scripture that we're about to have a look at, this is the guide for us this year to keep us focused on Jesus and following his ways. And it's in 1 John 2 verse 6. This is what it says. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Can I say it one more time? Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Who are those who live in God? Well, those, those are the people who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Those are, those are the people who have confessed their belief through the work of the cross, burial, and resurrection. Those are the people who have ex- accepted forgiveness of their sins through Jesus. So as those of us who say that we believe in God and we live in God, we're, we're called to live our lives as Jesus did. How do we do that? By being in close proximity to him. There's no other way. Everything else is just something handed down from somebody else that may or may not be fully biblical. We find it in the word of God. Amen. Uh, Let's not allow culture to be passed off as the ways of God. Only the word of God has the ways of Jesus in it. And that's what we're, we're activating in our hearts this year. So we're going to um, unpack this throughout the year, uh, the ways of Jesus, how he lived his life, his example, his teachings. And it's not just what he said in his time on earth, it's the way he lived while he was on earth as well. The way he carried himself through community, the way he carried himself through family. So this year we're going to dedicate ourselves, amen, to the, to the teaching, the learning, the growing and the activating of the ways of Jesus. So our first part of this year is going to be, for the next three or four months, our first part is going to be focusing on what it means to be disciples. We're going to learn how to be disciples and what discipleship is. And to start this journey of learning how to be disciples, next week, Pastor Renu is going to be teaching on what is discipleship and what is a disciple. I think it would be unfair of us, so let's just like start smashing you with the ways of Jesus. Come on, everybody, activate it right now. But it's like we need to understand, what is discipleship? What, is, what, what did it look like 2,000 years ago? And what can we, what can we learn from that? And we believe that in order to be disciples, we need to have a clear understanding of what discipleship it is. And she's going to unpack some simple yet profound biblical truths about discipleship and how, how it's supposed to outwork through the local church and us as disciples who are found in close proximity to Jesus. I'm going to read this scripture one more time, John 8, 31 to 32. So it's all about proximity. It's all about being close. And uh, Jesus said to The people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Verse 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Sometimes we read those scriptures in isolation and they're great in isolation. But you put those two together and it's like, 
as I remain faithful to the teachings, I will learn the truth about Jesus, the truth about his ways, the truth about what, who he's calling to be a disciple. And that truth will set us free in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this, this year is a commitment to remain faithful to the teachings. And I'm believing more than ever that, that Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, is going to set you free into everything that he has for you. Uh, he'll set you, your thinking free. He's going he's to set your spiritual formation free. He's going to set you free from challenges that have been plaguing your heart and your mind. He's going to set you free from generational harassment, both spiritually, physically, and emotionally. That generational issue that's kept you feeling as you're failing as a disciple will be decimated as you activate and follow the ways of Jesus. Amen. We're going to be disciples this year, and we're going to be set free into everything that he's got for us. I'm just going to focus for a moment on the word formation. I think it's important that we, we focus on this before Pastor Rainer takes us into next week. Um, formation, from a, from a dictionary point of view, is about the action of forming or the process of being formed. And I'd like us to, to apply that frame of thought and understanding to us as disciples. It is the process of being formed and shaped into disciples that we're embarking on this year. You know, being a disciple is all about being formed over time more and more into the image of Jesus. This is our goal that we're, we're aiming to. It's about being fashioned through the word, through the ways of Jesus, into the image of Jesus. So how do we do that? Well, it starts with salvation and following Jesus, amen? I think that's important for us to, to take note of. If you, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, let's not embark on being a disciple yet. Let's talk about how much God loved you, how much God sent Jesus as an eternal sacrifice so our sins could be forgiven and we could be known. That's, this is the start point, amen? And it's, it says this in Matthew four eighteen to 20. One day Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. And Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. They left their nets at once and followed him. It starts with following Jesus. It starts with being a follower of Jesus. However, it continues with this process of hearing the ways and activating the ways. This is our formation. When we hear the ways, when we read the ways, when the ways are stored in our hearts and then we do something with them, this is how our formation takes place. See, when you follow, you're close enough to hear, you're close enough to observe, you're close enough to activate. It's in close proximity that we can do this. It's in isolation that we follow ourselves. Can I say that one more time? It's in isolation that we follow ourselves. I want to encourage you this year, if you've been on and off in attending church, can, can I encourage you? Put yourself in a place where you're in close proximity close proximity to the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, the church, close proximity to Jesus, 
allow people in your world to hold you lovingly accountable. If anyone holds you unlovingly accountable, come and have a chat to me and we'll uh, we'll deal with the unloving account. Loving, loving accountability, amen. We're loving and supporting each other in the ways of Jesus. It's in close proximity that we learn to live as Jesus did. In church community, we encourage each other and we lift each other up. As far as formation is concerned, what should be formed? I think this is a, a question worth answering for us because I don't want you to go away and say, oh yeah, f- it's all about formation, but what, what formation? Well, here we go. Our likeness should be formed like his. Not the way we look. Let's not grow our hair and get beards. So it's, it's the internal formation that overflows out of us. The character, the ways of Jesus, the, the fruit of the Spirit overflowing out of us is, is the formation, our likeness. It's about a spiritual formation. Our spirituality should begin to look more and more like Christ. Not mimicking other Christians. Can I, can I encourage you? Let's not mimic other Christians. Like, yes, they may be charismatic, might be exciting, but like if that's not who you're called to be, it's, like, it's not going to end well. Just, just be formed into the image of Jesus and the image that Jesus has for you as a follower. It's about our spiritual formation, our spiritual practices following the ways of Jesus. Can we pause for a minute and talk about this? I think it's so important in every generation, like from all the way back from 2,000 years ago to now, every generation has things going on, spiritual practices going on, other spiritual practices going on. Why am I going to focus on this? In our spiritual formation, We're only called to outwork the work of the Holy Spirit. We should be imitating the holy work of Christ. That means that we shouldn't be getting involved in other religious practices, other spiritual things. So not getting involved in magic and dark arts and all the other uh, false religions that are about the place that have been once Christian and have just been manipulated and turned into other things over time. No, no, let's not go there, amen. Let's keep ourselves holy in Jesus' name. When I was a kid, it was all about a whole lot of other weird spiritual practices going on. It's different in this age, but it's the same. It's just taking people off on alternate journeys that aren't the one that God has called us to follow. We're following the ways of Jesus, not the ways of like random stuff. Amen. Our spirituality should be formed to be holy as God is holy. Uh, the last two, our, our image... Uh, to be formed in is as men being formed in the image of Jesus, as women being formed in the image of Jesus. When does this start? When does it start? Well, you may have got saved later in life, so it starts then. But for those of you who were raised in church, being f- your spiritual formation started in kids' church, started in preschool. And I, I want to encourage you that we are, we're not running kids' programs on Sunday mornings and Friday nights. That's, that's not what we're doing. We're, uh, we're running really fun, fun places where the kids can come in, but it's all about the spiritual formation so that from an early age they can understand who God's called them to be, the image that they've been called to in Jesus. And uh, you know, from, from a young age that their hearts would begin to understand Jesus They'll be able to follow the ways of Jesus easily because it's been instilled. Now, can I encourage you? 
as parents, can you not outsource that to us? <laughs> we'll do it. Like We're going to teach the ways of Jesus to the kids like that's because that's, you know, we want to see them raised up in the ways of Jesus. But, but it starts at home. As parents, it starts at home. We should be echoing what you're breathing into your young people as well. And together, we see our young people fashioned. And together, we see them become teenagers who go through challenges but break out the other side. Together, we see them go to uni, TAFE, apprenticeships, work at 18 to 20. And, but they push out the other side and then become foundations and pillars of the local church. Amen. And then they raise young people that are reflecting and being spiritually formed in the ways of Jesus. Amen. Getting on a run. So there's spaces for spiritual formation, for discipleship. I say this, that those who know him and follow him live their lives as Jesus did. And we're going to focus hard on it this year. Jesus, Jesus saves us, but disciples are formed over time. Amen? It's like, it's not a... Saved, set free, redeemed in a new life. Amen. But we commit to the disciple practices over time. Ultimately, we're choosing this year to narrow the gap of proximity to Jesus as individuals, as a church. As those who love him, we're choosing to be found where he is, to be disciples, to be those who follow the ways of Jesus and living as Jesus. Can I encourage you, if you're prone to isolation, um, and at times I think we all go through rhythms of life and it's harder to be closer to people than others. Uh, I want to encourage you that if you get a phone call, if you get a, a message from a friend at church, if you get, a, get an email, if one of the pastors contacts you can, you, can you begin to identify that this year as this is God intervening in your isolation? And can I encourage you, if you've been in the practice, because it's a family practice of you, when someone does that, you just push them a bit further away. I, I, just, I just want to break through it this year. Let your proximity come closer to the body, to the bride, to Jesus. Amen. Just as the team comes this morning. Just as we come to the end of the service this morning, I just wanted to take a moment. If you, if you don't know Jesus this morning, if you're watching online now or later, if you're in this space and you don't know him personally, I, I want to give you the opportunity to respond. And I, I briefly mentioned it before, but what, what am I conveying to you right now? God loved the world, his created people so much that he wanted to create a way for us to come back into relationship with him. How do we do that? Well, we acknowledge that Jesus went to the cross. He was buried, rose again on the third day to be the eternal sacrifice for our sins. No longer does anyone else need to take care of it. No priest, no pastor. God took care of it through Jesus. And because of that, you can have a beautiful relationship with God, being known as sons and daughters of God. So with everyone's eyes closed for a moment, I just want to give you the opportunity to respond to that. Maybe, maybe you've never had that opportunity to respond to a relationship with God. Maybe you've done it before, but it's like, oh, 
been off on my own way a bit. I've been distracted. I've been walking a path that I'm not meant to walk. I need to follow Jesus. This is Jesus coming to you today as an individual and saying, come follow me. Come follow me. And so we're going we're gonna to pray a prayer in the moment, a prayer of asking God for forgiveness of sins, but also committing to the fact that we're going to follow him. Church is going to pray the prayer with us this morning, but this is you. I'm going to, can you pray this prayer this morning? Let's pray. Dear God, nice and loud, dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus, that he went to the cross, he was buried, and rose again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you raised him. Forgive me of my sin. I surrender my life to you. I choose to follow you. I will be found where you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.